Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. All right, all right. Here we are, another episode. Welcome back. We got a special guest today, our first returnee. Third wheeling today. <laughs> Third wheeling. It's it's our first uh, with the new setup. It's our first tripod. Yes. Yes. Oof. The three of us. So we're sitting here with the real Ryan Slater. Heyo. I never made that Instagram handle. I think Zach did. I know. <laughs> if you guys want a good laugh, check out the real Ryan Slater. It's a spoof account of Ryan. I've never had access to it. <laughs> we won't let him in because then <laughs> it won't be so funny. That's right. I love but it. Ryan Slater, if you don't know, co-founder, co-owner of The Juice Truck, my business partner. Um, and a just, you know, a good human being. Thank you. All around good guy, for yeah. sure. He can. He's, he's a Mr. Fix-It. If something's broken... Call, call Ryan. Yeah, call me. <laughs> if there's an emergency, yeah. call Ryan. <laughs> if you're lost, call Ryan. Unless you're trying to find this place. Yeah. <laughs> Don't call Ryan. Yeah, not yeah. easy. <laughs> if you're sad and you need someone to talk to, call Ryan. Yeah. So good. So, yeah, so today we're here. We'll put Ryan's number in the show notes, by the way. Too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so, so you can actually call Ryan. He's available all the time. Oh, God. 24-7. <laughs> <laughs> for all of your juicing needs and emotional and needs emotional needs i'm one of the few people who gets up at 2 a.m because every time i got broken into they'd always call me and so now i actually can't fully fall asleep because i'm always worried that the phone's gonna ring at like two o'clock three o'clock oh four o'clock so i find like i'm always on alert and now i have that thing where if i'm sleeping and i feel like i hear something vibrating i think it's my phone and i wake up and i'm oh, sh- like it's the fucking police calling me again yeah like, yeah well we had a bad we had a bad streak of break we had a bad streak oh. with like I don't Wait, know, like four a, or five in the summer last year. Yeah, last year and the summer before. People are coming through the skylights. Yo, if you're <laughs> if you're a thief and you're listening to this, don't get any ideas because definitely didn't yeah. see that one coming. Yeah. Secrets out. Don't come through our skylights, please. Now we know. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, just like making off with handfuls of Baruka's nuts yeah. and stuff. Like, yeah, what? that's crazy. Where are all of our apples? Yeah. <clears throat> so we're here today uh, to talk about not just last summer's history, but the history of Juice Truck. The the business, the wonderful establishment that you guys founded 10 years ago. 
It's crazy. This summer was a big, uh, big milestone. Not necessarily celebrated the way we could or should want to with COVID and everything, but still we want to mark it and celebrate it um, by having a conversation today about uh, all of the things you've learned, experienced as friends, as business partners, as these kind of like young guys starting out um, with a food truck and now growing it into this business where you've got what five, six, six, six locations, right? Yeah. Like brick and mortars and two in Whole Foods and... So really, really cool to see. Um, and I think in many ways, well, we talked about on the first, the very first A Little More Good podcast, which we were like, is it the Juice Truck podcast? Is it yeah. something else we don't know? But we talked about it as we had that origin story. Uh, the first cold-pressed juice ever in Canada. So cool. North America or Canada? Mm-hmm. Oh, Canada. Canada. There was, Canada for there sure. was a couple, like shout out to the... The Pioneers uh, Press Juicery. They launched like six months before us or so. And Blueprint Cleanse maybe launched a year, a year before. before. Okay. And then Beverly Hills Juice Bar. They're like the OGs. In the 70s or 80s. They launched in the 70s. Okay. And we went there when we were in LA. And it was like next level. Yeah, it was amazing. We were like, how did they make this juice so good? Yeah, they were great. We, we tried to like, uh, tried to uh, recreate this like carrot coconut lime juice yeah coconut cream. and it was just like it was so good there we the could never tastiest do most heavenly juice yeah. ever so it was amazing if you're in la or you find yourself down there definitely check out beverly hills juice bar amazing they're the ogs the original the original juicers yeah so good but here you are all these years later 10 years later after as we said if you if you haven't had a chance to listen to the first pod um be sure to listen to it. it's a great story of how you guys kind of found your way into this business, this passion that you have that has in many ways grown not only as a business, but really as a kind of a community, um, a community engagement place. Like the juice truck has always been, uh, well, I've joked, like it, it was like my cheers here. It's like you walk <laughs> in and there's always someone that you know there or like the staff knows you and it's like a great spot. And simply beyond just uh, going in and getting a juice or a smoothie or something good to eat, it's the community outside of that, whether it's the events or the connections, you both always have um, something on kind of the back burner or front burner or all burners in terms of like getting relational and connected with other people in the city, entrepreneurs, businesses, small businesses, uh, fitness people, whatever it might be. And I think that's one of the secret sauces really of the juice truck. So we'll talk kind of about all that. But first things first, um, congratulations. Thank you. So awesome. Thank you. 10 years, uh, 10 years ago, would you would you have ever thought that you'd be doing a podcast about a decade of juicing? What do you think? Like, what was the what was the plan? What was the goal? Was there a vision, or was it like let's just see what happens with this thing? Definitely went by a lot quicker yeah. than I could have imagined. I can't remember year two through ten. <laughs> we worked really hard in the first three years, and then I feel like, like yeah, like it's gone so not fast. that we're not working as hard, just working differently. I feel like the last seven years kind of. Or five years kind, kind of, of sped by, blur- blurred yeah, yeah. into one long yeah. year. The, the first year seems like the most iconic year. Yeah. yeah. How so? Like being, was mm. it because you're on the truck or? I think it was just like day in, day out doing this repetitive, like same thing over and over again. Like, like we lived it 24-7. Yeah, yeah. on the truck. We didn't, we were, every, every day was a lesson. We, I mean, every day still is a lesson, but we really didn't know anything. <laughs> like yeah. when we launched, we're like, how do we parallel park this giant <laughs> truck? Like, like we really didn't. It was a lot of it was like trial by error. Mm-hmm. Like I, I the, cust- the, t- and the customers were our guinea pigs the whole time. 
I drove the truck for the first year, and then when I stopped driving, I was real nervous, and Zach took over because yeah. he didn't drive, <laughs> driven for the first year. I was like, I've never driven this thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ryan, always, I, I just always sat in the passenger seat, but then it wasn't so bad. No backup but it, cameras. But on. it seemed more da- yeah, yeah, the it truck, seemed more daunting. The truck was an old 1984 delivery van. Yeah. It had done like 600,000 kilometers by the time we got it. Okay. Yeah. And now it's an Indian food truck. Yes. It was called Jolly's? Indish. Indish. Yeah. Indish. Yeah. I remember because it was so funny. We were in last last summer. Yeah. Like when kind of pandemic restrictions like loosened a little bit. A bunch of us, including Zach, your sister, uh, Jesse, like we turned up to Mount Pleasant Park. And yeah, we, were sitting, we, were, we were sitting out there like, you know, on, on the blankets and stuff. And all of a sudden this food truck rolls up and I was like... That looks familiar. <laughs> so I texted Zach and I was like, yo, is the, is the old juice truck like an Indian food truck? And yeah. I think you were like, I think so. Hang on, let me text Ryan. Yeah, and then is. like five minutes later, like, yeah, that's it. Born again. <laughs> totally. Born again. It's a born again food truck. So there you go. I don't know. I don't know if it's like oh, plant-based or they're slinging butter chicken off there. But uh, oh, either yeah. way, it's got another life. It's got another life. So that's, that's cool. kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, I remember in the beginning, like before we launched, we'd set up cones and like practice parking it. Do you remember oh, that? Yeah. <laughs> And then we had a guy. We were like, I don't know if we're going to be yeah. able to do this in real life. We had a guy in the downtown east side that would put cones in front of our spot every morning. Because they're used to, that was actually the biggest problem yeah. was the amount of time someone P- would park would in our park. spot and then we couldn't operate. Yeah. Right. That was like the first year. Biggest headache was that someone would always park in that spot. Yeah. So then we'd have to wait until a tow truck came. So then we had a guy that we used to pay every day and he would put cones out in the morning to save right. us the spot. And it worked. Oh, so you, yeah. had like yeah. a, you had like a designated spot from yeah. the city? Oh, yeah. That's cool. But I, I would say at first, like food trucks weren't all that well received by like the stores didn't love that we were taking up a parking spot you know uh, people that shopped in the neighborhood didn't love that we were taking up a parking spot Mm because it was limited i mean that perspective changed by the time we left you know we were very connected to the community and everybody wanted us to stay because we became a part of the community and we all supported each other but that initial um, kind of reaction was like, how long are you going to be parking there? Yeah. This is where my customers mm-hmm. park. Yeah, are you- interesting. Yeah, and well, yeah, we think uh, you know on this side of the equation, it's like we're pretty used to food trucks, and we recognize for the most part, yes. um, that it's a positive, it's a positive net gain for a yeah, community, yeah. right, or for a neighborhood. Yes. Certainly, certainly, like businesses and stuff it can elevate. You know, areas that don't otherwise have kind of food dry spots or right yeah or just bringing an alternative food to a neighborhood that doesn't have it Mm -hmm. right um but 10 years ago it was that was pretty pretty new still right the idea of a food truck in vancouver like as crazy as it might sound it's like it wasn't always the way yeah pretty much us takofina and roaming dragon that kind of started at the exact same time we were the three three three, like initial food trucks yeah launched at the same time and it was cool because we like we really lent on each other for how to like it was kind of like a small small big family between the three of our food trucks like we'd show up vents together i'd be like yo where are you parking this weekend let's like roll up together or, yeah you know we'd clean up and share uh you know war stories at the end of the day <laughs> <laughs> so what, what's what's one memory like without without necessarily oh <laughs> uh, do you know how often so we had a little bungee cord that would hold all at the end of the day we'd put all the dishes on like the two shelves in the truck and we have a black bungee cord that would have to hold everything but all the time the cord would snap and we would turn too much and Every all the ingredients, everything, the would juicers, fall. everything fall. would fall. Everything would fall. If we didn't put the juicers on the ground, yeah. the fridge would fall over. Uh, oh my god! Door would swing open. That's yeah, it was crazy. a night. Like, Didn't we get pulled over by the cops once too? And I was like hiding in the back. Oh yeah, we had too many people. <laughs> That's okay. right. Okay, this we need this story. <laughs> That's right because we only had two front seats, and once we got pulled over, 
yeah. he has that kid in the back and we slid the door and like we got we got pulled over and they were like i think why? they're i can't remember i can't remember why either but they were like how many people in the car and you're like two yeah, I and i was like the door was close to the back and i was like sitting on the ground of the back like trying to hold the i think i'd try to like hold the fridge door yeah, yeah or something i like think that, that sounds right while we were driving and i was like <laughs> and you got back. you got away with it they didn't like open it up and no, check no no yeah any yeah. contraband fruit or anything i don't think we ever there. got a ticket no, I mean the truck so. could only go forty kilometers an hour. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say so like, like yeah, it only ever went on a highway maybe once. Every oh year. yeah, when we'd go up hills, it would be yeah, it'd be, be scary. Yeah, yeah. Like, are we gonna make it up the hill? Yeah, it oh, did. Man. The engine did die a lot though, um, yeah. or the battery would die a lot, and we'd be like at the side of the road at like middle of the night with their thumbs out, yeah. hoping that someone would pull over and give us a jump. Oh, it ha- probably happened like... Or I'd find like a car to go and then quickly rent the car to go so I could like jump just start jump the out. truck and then park the yeah. car to go. I remember, a lot. I remember one time like a nice Samaritan pulled over and we were like, do you want a raw chai brownie? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> we'll trade you for a jump. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we ran out of gas a whole bunch just on the generator in the day. So we'd have to like quickly leave down. We'd have to like... I'd have to take like our car to go to get to the gas station quickly because we'd run out of gas on the generator. Or water. Or water. Yeah, we'd run out of water on the tank. I'd be like, yo, Ryan. Yeah. Bring us some water. We'd have to bring, like, big jugs of water to fill oh, the tanks up and stuff. It was an operational yeah. challenge. That's why we don't have a food truck anymore. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sounds like such a cool, like, it's kind of like a sexy idea, like yeah. a food truck. But yeah. uh, once you, like, have been on the inside of yeah, one. it's not glamorous yeah. Oh, in my anyway. gosh. You, yeah. Like, it's so much hustle. Right, oh, I yeah. think the one thing oh, yeah. that I've learned, like I haven't worked on the t- on the truck at all, but just like knowing you guys and a couple other people, like having chats who are food truck owners, it is like, it is tough work. Oh yeah, right. Like, and from all the variables of like flat tire, dead battery, oh. out of water, like, it's crazy. There's so much that goes into pumping out food, and then I, it's I'm always amazed that what you see coming out of these trucks like it is so impressive yeah yeah right and people are like oh food truck food it's like it's good but it's sometimes expensive i was like you pay it and you tip man like you know how hard they're working like it's crazy in there shout out to any owner operated food truck oh yeah those yeah. are the hardest ones that's the, totally. the, that's the real hustle yeah the owner operated food yeah. truck because some people like she just sold it now but like mom's grilled cheese she ran that food truck for her nine years herself yeah by herself yeah 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 wow. owner she's probably there most days on the truck yeah, yeah. That's that's legit. I think we yeah. said this before, but we, what we she's got the craziest stories. We have to have her on the podcast. Okay, and that was like part of the community. Like we'd all get together. We all shared a commissary. So at the end of the day, we'd all show up to clean our trucks together, do the dishes, share whatever food was left. So it was kind of like family dinner. Yeah, uh, you know, we were young and and single at the time. So it was like that was our life. You know, like yeah. there was nowhere to go home to. We'd just stay late at the commissary and hang out with the other food truck owners. So yeah. like. Cindy, like, I mean, I don't want to give her story away, but it started uh, rock climbing, um, and she's rock climbing in China, and she overheard somebody uh, being like, yo, we need, like, uh, some Western caterers for our film set here, and yeah. she was like, well, I honey, I can do that, <laughs> and it turned out it was for, like, Mission Impossible, Mission Impossible. Yeah. oh, come on, and then she became this, like, epic caterer for, like, all the big... In China movies like so we'll have ron get her to tell the story but that's uh, wild you know it'd be stories like that we'd be sitting around having food um hearing how we this eclectic bunch wound up like running food running trucks, food trucks. yeah yeah yeah. because everyone's gonna have a different why different story yeah, of how yeah. they got into it yeah so i wonder like do you think you know on this side of it looking back now a decade ago and so much of, I think, what makes the juice truck special beyond just simply like the product and everything that you guys offer 
um, is like I said before, this connection, this community, like you've partnered with all of these different, even like similar brands, right? Like Body Energy Club and you've done different partnerships all throughout and it's always been like collaboration over competition, which is something we talked about in the very first pod as well with you guys. But do you think that that's like birthed out of that kind of those those late nights at the commissary, like where you see all these, you know, would be competitors, right? Some people say, oh, we have a food truck, they have a food truck, like let's make sure we're not going to the same spot versus like what you said, Zach, like let's rock up to the same spot. Or like, where, do you think that was something that was like, you had always thought of intentionally, like let's be really collaborative or as a part of like just the way it worked for you? That's birthed out of Zach's mind. <laughs> <laughs> I can't take credit for any of that stuff. <laughs> Well, I think with the food truck, I mean, a lot of the events and collaborations were were intentional, and that's kind of like that was our our fun time, our our, our play time. Yeah. But with the food trucks, how we'd roll up with other other food trucks, we at the beginning we didn't offer any food; we were just juice and smoothies, and right. we had a couple of like vegan treats. So we were kind of like the nice cousin to all these food trucks because they had meals and. It was like a really nice add-on to their offering in a way. Like they, if we went somewhere to Taco Fino, they'd get tacos and a juice. So we complimented each other. It was never, we were never like threatening or, or competitive. And I right. think um, that kind of just laid the groundworks for an ethos that became a bigger part of the business. Hmm. Very cool. Very cool. Because I think that's, yeah, one of the, one of the cornerstones of Juice Truck that's always been so good is even even the this ten year celebration like the collaboration with Beta Five right making a, a blueberry matcha chocolate bar and the almost chocolate chocolate bar. I think uh, you both have the perspective where like a rising tide lifts all boats right and recognizing that the more we can do together, especially in this last season of life that we've yeah. lived through, like it's been mm-hmm. incredible to see and yeah. So kudos, I mean kudos to you guys for for creating. I think that vibe and maybe part of that we could talk about um, your your role. I know we're kind of jumping timeline a little bit, but the Vancouver Food Truck Festival. Like talk let's talk about that because that's something that was pioneered again kind of a, a juice truck initiative really or from you guys, but that was something that benefited not only like hungry people in the city, but uh, a lot of a lot of these owner operators and other food trucks. So what how, how did that how did that what is that and how did it come to be? The first one I think Tell me if I'm wrong, but that was it was Canada Day at, uh, the, at the Waldorf. Older. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and so I think we pitched them like super late, like maybe three or four weeks Probably. out from Canada yeah, yeah. Day, because that's how we rolled. <laughs> <laughs> Short term plans and guerrilla style, slap it together, you know, hide the cracks as best we could. Um, so the Waldorf, you know, it was just summer at the time that we, we partied a lot. We really liked the Waldorf. Cool spot. Cool spot. Um, so we're like, that would be super cool. We saw like concerts in their parking lot and stuff like that before. Like it'd be super fun if we rolled up with, you know, 10 food trucks or something like that. And that was the Canada event. So they liked the idea and we lined it up and like, I think like, 12 trucks came, maybe 14 trucks? Yeah, something like that. We like pretty much every truck in Vancouver at the time. Yeah. Um, Like all at the Waldorf. All at the Waldorf in the parking lot. That's crazy. And I think like we expected, we didn't have expectations. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And I think like 15,000 people came. Come on. Yeah, it was insane. Like it was shoulder to shoulder the whole way. The whole day. Every food truck had a lineup of 100 people all day. Like some trucks were doing like $15,000. Ooh. 
um, in a, in like it, yeah in like a six hour window. Oh so it was goodness. madness. Like I remember we nobody knew how to prepare for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> so it was yeah. like it was so wild, and we're all just like buzzing from the adrenaline. Yeah. But I remember we I was on the window. And we were just, like, so amateur that we didn't even, like, write people's names down or anything like that. We were just, like, trying to take orders as quick as we could. And we'd be like, yo, who ordered this yeah. Tabaret coconut? Yeah. Um, Five people put their hand uh, up. Yeah. You're like, oh, like, yeah. shit, I think you were first, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I think I got, I got mad at you at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. You I and, snapped. You and Avia both. Yeah. Because I kept taking, taking orders. Taking orders and we had no ingredients left. By the end of it, Zach was like, we can only make green juices. But I don't think he realized that every single order is There's like just like a green juice. 20 green yeah. juice orders. <laughs> it takes like at least two minutes for me to make one juice. So yeah. that's like 40 minutes of waiting for the, the last person. And eventually I was like, Zach, stop taking orders, yeah. please. Eventually, like people, because it wasn't planned properly. Like we didn't plan for that amount of people. Yeah. yeah. So... Like we were like we not just made up recipes for people. Yeah, because yeah. we wanted like the event was supposed to go to six, and yeah, all the food trucks right. were closing because they, they were all out sold stuff. out. So we yeah. didn't want to let down these. We were like we were promoting it come <laughs> come to this event. So we felt this like obligation to not let people down. So I was like, we can do like carrot cucumber juice, <laughs> and Ryan would be like, fuck, like <laughs> no. just say no. And like I remember at the. Uh, Oh no, that was another one. We should drop the coconut smoothie. But there's only the three of us, and I think we served like I don't know five, six hundred people, six hundred people that day. That's yeah, that's crazy. Um, (laughs) And like we didn't have food or anything, so every every single order was like a smoothie or juice. Yeah, juice. Well, that's the thing. Like you know, some people don't know, right? It's not like quick the juicing process for cold pressed juice yeah like it takes it takes a couple of minutes even if you're quick now some some recipes are quicker than others but like it takes a few minutes to make a cold pressed juice and like that's because the benefit again we talked about before like the benefits are so much better there's no blade you're not losing nutrients i mean the taste is amazing it comes out nice and cold but like yeah it takes a second and i know from working you know in the kitchen is ceased and like you get someone coming in, they order like eight juices. You're like, no, okay. yeah. it's going to be like half an hour or yeah. so to like get all this done and through. And they're like, what? I'm no. like, that's, that's, that's I felt like I learned all my skills probably that day. Ryan, Ryan actually <laughs> became so fast at juicing. I he still could, think I'm the fastest ever. He could hammer out like, because we'd have the two juicers. You'd be using yeah. two, two at once. Two Ooh, at nice. once. So yeah. I feel like you could hammer it. Like, it'd be that, like. That was very efficient. Like, just over a minute per juice coming. Yeah. That's pretty very, good. That was very efficient. Well, when you're prepped, like when you're prepped and you have all the stuff, yeah. it's yeah. not it's not too bad. Yeah. But it's like, you know, you get uh, oh aloe green yeah. and then like a red. And this, you're like, I got to clean in between. We Otherwise, your juice is going to be like. We didn't even prep back then. We'd be like trying to clean. There'd be like limited water on the <laughs> yeah. truck. We'd be like clean. trying to clean the spinach. Like. As we're going, as we were going, because we didn't prep anything, because yeah, we're like, yeah. oh, I don't well, know, can't be that busy. Canada is like, there's a lot of draws. Like, won't be that many people. Yeah, wow. So long, that's a crazy memory. And how? So how long was this into your like career? Two or three months. Because I think it would have been like July. It would have been July first, and I think we probably launched in March or April. No, we lo- It was the second summer because we oh, launched July fifteenth. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's right. And then it was so. It was the, our second? It was our first full year as a truck. Okay, okay, yeah, that's right. But okay. um, from there, it went so well that we turned it into an actual food truck fest that ran every weekend for the summer. And I think we did it for a couple, two, for a couple, two years, two or three years. Yeah. And then we stopped. We kind of passed the business model on to somebody else that actually made it a business model yeah. um but yeah we organized it for the first two year two or years. two years or so and it was a lot of fun yeah yeah it was always kind of like i said gorilla style like it was never 
properly organized but like we brought in music and like different vendors that didn't have food trucks like we'd bring Ernest Ice Cream was launching at the time so they were oh, part yeah, they of it crazy lineups. and like to die to live for yeah. was launching at the same time so she'd come up set up a table yeah. um wow so it was it became more than food trucks it was kind of like a food fest yeah. where food trucks were the draw because food trucks were kind of buzzy at the time it was, yeah yeah huh yeah. and so out of out of those like you know, different groups that have rolled through with the trucks and all that, or, you know, people setting up tables. How many of those do you think are you still connected to just as individuals or as businesses now? Like, is it, was that kind of a building thing or is it just like relational? I mean, a lot of food trucks aren't around from that era. I'd yeah, say. The sad thing I'd say like 80% Percent. of them are no longer yeah. businesses. I think that's, that's the challenge of being owner operated in the food truck world. Yeah. You just like lose steam. A lot of food trucks didn't have the plan to go beyond the food truck. Yeah. And yeah. that was one vision we always had. Okay. And same with Taco Fino yeah. and, um, you know, a few of the other ones like, uh, the Tigre, um, that, uh, or even chickpea who came yeah, along yeah. later. Mm-hmm. Um, for us, it was always like this. We had limited funds to start with. Food truck was the way to start, but the vision was always storefronts. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. Okay, so even starting... Even right at the beginning. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. cool. Okay, yeah, which I think a lot of people... Well, and a lot of, like you say, food truck businesses, like, let's have a successful food truck. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like, oh, okay, like, are we going to keep on it for oh, yeah. a decade or are we going to have, a uh, like, a, a restaurant, yeah. like brick and mortar? Yeah. So that's interesting that you guys had the vision from kind of the get-go. And did you have a, did you have like a, a model say, let's, okay, by year two, by year three, let's have a place or was it like when we're ready or? Mm. Well, we cut, I, I always imagined things would happen faster than they were. Cause I just yeah. wasn't realistic about much of anything, <laughs> but, um, that's like, not you at all. So. <laughs> just up in the clouds. Let's just manifest yeah. this. So, <laughs> but we didn't plan on launching the juice cleanse. No. So no. we had the plan for the store, but the yeah. juice cleanse happened. And the bottled juice for um, grocery right. happened just because of consumer Wyoga demand. Wyoga and Meinhardt's as well. And, and store demand. Yeah, so, oh, yeah. Okay. Shout out to Wyoga and Meinhardt's. So that kind of, that was year two. Yeah. And you left the food truck and to started working on production. production. Yeah. Um, so I'd say in my head we would have done a store in year two, but we ended up doing a store in year three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's the one on West Fifth. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And that was actually more because we needed a production facility yes. than we needed a storefront. Yeah, the store was kind of a byproduct because the cleanses and the uh, wholesale distribution of grocery really took off. Yeah. So we Which needed... Which is... Is that something that you had anticipated or not no, anticipated? Not at all. I didn't okay. think we even That wasn't we even in our business plan yeah. or that wasn't our even vision or anything. That was just like being flexible and pivoting. Yeah. There were a couple of customers that would just bring mason jars real early on and ask for like, I don't know, 15 juices to take home. And, and that, that kind of like started with that. And that was Ryan just like figuring everything out, like working with labs to like, we didn't even know what the shelf life was <laughs> or like any of that stuff, any of yeah. that. So he worked with a bunch of like food science labs to yeah. determine that. Um, we hadn't, you know, translated our recipes to bottling them on, I, I guess at that point you're doing everything, everything by the Norwalk, Norwalk still, which is crazy. Yeah. Everything on the Norwalk for the first year. Wow. probably. Yeah. Even yeah. like, I remember our first day of delivering the cleanses, which was so exciting. Um, like we forgot one. Yeah, order. something went wrong. So right? we like, like, had yeah. to come back to the kitchen at like <laughs> like make more nine o'clock and make another cleanse. I think it was our friend. I think I know who Probably. it was. Yeah, I think we screwed up the first day. Oh, and you know what it was? I remember now. Somebody showed up that had ordered oh, for that's a different right. day. Yeah, yeah and we were, we're like, just like, yeah, yeah, take us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what happened. 
Yeah, it's exactly no, here's Zach again, taking, yeah. taking, taking the order, but not like yeah. finding out the name. Yeah, here we go. You yeah, take yeah. this order. Take it, take it. You, want, you, you want juice? Juice yeah. cleanse for you. That's amazing. That's so cool. I think it's, uh, I think it's really cool just to like pause it and note that like as entrepreneurs, as business guys and um, having this model, but and saying, okay, let's, this is our trajectory, but being open to like new avenues within it to the point of like, oh, it's probably a huge stress, like where you're going okay, how are we going to figure out how to do like recipes that can keep and what's the shelf life? And it's in some ways it's easier to just be like, no, like we don't do that. But I think it's, um, it's a good like learning point and point of like reflection too for you guys to be like the pivots have been like instrumental in, in really getting you to where you are today. And yeah, like that's because that's been such a huge part of it. Like I remember my first juice truck juice was from, I'm pretty sure it was from, from Meinhardt. Like nice. we're, because it was before Stevenson or whatever, yeah, and yeah. then I remember, oh yeah, that's Zach. That's like Jesse's brother. Yeah. I don't know. I'll try it. And it was like, you know, I wasn't that aware of like being a healthy person at that time. Yeah. But uh, it was. I think I got the Kickstarter actually because I remember I really liked it because it was kind of spicy, but somehow still nice. like refreshing. You know. Um, anyway, yeah. Like so, that's so cool that like even for me, the introduction was somewhere other than the actual juice truck location, right? That's cool. Or we still have people roll up to Steveson and be like, oh, we found you. And I'm like, okay. And they're like, yeah, we were like looking for a truck. (laughs) (laughs) And at first you're like, what? And then you're like, oh yeah, the name. Like it's right. Yes, the juice truck. Well, do you remember we almost rebranded when we opened our first cafe? I own all the domain names still. The juice shop. shop. I own all those domains still. We, we almost, we almost made the change. Yeah. But we were like, oh, we've already established a yeah. brand, even though we hadn't really, like, just that small corner of the world knew yeah. who we were. Yeah. No, we were fully going to change the name. We were going to go to the juice shop. Yeah. yeah. I own a lot of domain names since that era. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan's the daddy of GoDaddy. <laughs> there you go. I just, anything with the word juice, I just kept buying Buy at that it. time. It was like a dollar. They were all like a dollar back then. Yeah, just buy a juice open, word. You want to open DeanMorris.com? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I probably own it. Ryan probably has it. <laughs> This is actually a super funny story, and um, I won't throw shade on the actual business that has it, but there's a business in Vancouver, and if you know, you know, that uh, buys, when they see companies registering names, they buy the domain name and kind of like hold them hostage to like... Yeah, they they own the the .com version of us. So we'd registered the juice truck like a year before we actually launched, so we hadn't built a website or anything like that, and, you know, general theme, we didn't know much yeah, so yeah. we hadn't uh, gotten the domain name yet and then we went to go get it and I could only get .ca could only get .ca because a certain <laughs> business owns certain the business had bought the .com and wanted so much like money for it or something when we just launched which yeah, yeah. five grand when we first launched yeah. was like yeah. basically a yeah. million dollars totally yeah. yeah and for a website you're like well yeah and this was like a neighboring business. <laughs> yeah, so we're like, yeah. Shame, shame on you. Shame on them. But they like oh. successfully like basically. Uh, this was a business model for them. They yeah. did it to lots of businesses in Vancouver that paid their asking ransom. fee. They paid their ransom. Yeah. Wow. So oh, that's why we that's... don't have juicetrack.com. So we won't be going to the United States anytime <laughs> yeah, soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And no, no cleanses down. Yeah, there. We will not be opening there. Oh, that's all right. Well, one yeah. day, one day, one day. That's one day. a funny little tidbit. Forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. That's so funny. So, um, oh, we've, well, we've we've covered we've covered a few like of these. A few we opened up the juice truck um, 
account, Instagram account, and asked some questions. Yes. Like some, some of the followers to submit some questions. And one of them was definitely like favorite memory. But okay. I mean, we've covered so many, uh, even already. But uh, if you can think of like one one thing, one story, mm. or, or you know, you guys are both positive dudes. It's like a good vibe. But there's always like the disaster stories too. So whether, oh, yeah. I mean, whether it's all the, the blenders and dishes like falling or like, was there a time, was there a time when you guys were like, fuck it, like, let's just, I'm done. Like, let's throw in the towel. Or, yesterday. Oh, God. <laughs> Every time we get broken into, oh, I'm man. like, God, this is just brutal. Yeah. That always gives me anxiety still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. I mean, uh, I had some crazy ones because we, I remember when we first launched the cleanse, we opened it up to Whistler and Squamish deliveries, and I would take those after the day production. So I would drive to Whistler at six o'clock oh at night, yeah. and then like just drive home from Whistler yeah. and did all the deliveries. And there was one time there was a snowstorm and I probably, it was probably like eight o'clock after Squamish. Yeah. And I couldn't see anything. There was a car on the road. Oh my. And there was a semi-truck. And me in the semi-truck, he drove in front of me the whole way. And we would like alternate paths the whole way. Yeah. And he finally, it would probably took me like an hour and a half to get from Squamish there. And then we both honked the horns. <laughs> like, and I went to the customer's house at like probably 11 p.m. and stuff. And then I remember I dropped it off and... I had told her I was going to be late. And she was like, do you want a cup of tea? Do you want to stay the night? Like, do you want to drive? Yeah. And I was like, I'm just going to commit and drive home. I'd probably drive home, probably home at 2 a.m. Oh, my. And I was like, just to make sure the customer got the juice in the yeah. end. Yeah. But I loved all the whistlers. I mean, I actually liked yeah. that part of the business. The deliveries the at the beginning were always super fun just because we got to see all these yeah, like houses and neighborhoods. And meet and really awesome people and stuff. Yeah. So that was, yeah, to your point, that was actually kind of like an enjoyable time. Yeah. We kind of like, yeah. It was a lot of affluent people buying juice cleanses to start with. And yeah. We kind of got to go to these like crazy yeah. mansions all the time, yeah. um, and they became regulars and yeah. kind of got to know their stories. Yeah, cool. that was a great part. Yeah, I mean, one time that I felt pretty fed up. You probably remember this. I got like jumped like three times in one week. We always were like in like yeah. like not the like our commissary was in like not the safest neighborhood. We parked and operated not most not the safest neighborhood. So one week I'd gotten like jumped like Twice. three like yeah. <laughs> Twice, and then I had, like, one other incident. Yeah. It was, like, uh, so I'd gotten, like, knocked in the face a few times. <laughs> really? Oh, and then you dropped the, you hit yourself with the juicer. Oh, yeah, and then I smoked myself in the face. Knocked so I was like, out. That was around the same time. <laughs> yes, yeah, so you dropped the juicer on your, on my on head. Your foot. No, and then you snapped back and hit yourself in the face with your arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, yeah. A, that was a bad week. Um, yeah, this guy <laughs> was kind of, like trying to break into some of the food trucks because it wasn't like the best neighborhood and and like you know obviously this person's had a rough go if they're at the point where they're trying to do this totally i was trying to keep an eye out and i looked outside i looked one direction i was like okay he's not he's not there anymore i looked the other and he's like (laughs) (laughs) sucker punch to the nose And then I just like, I didn't want to have anything to do with the guy. So I just like turned around. I was like, oh, cool, man. Cool, man. <laughs> and I went back in the kitchen. But then he was trying to get in the kitchen. He was trying to get in. And he was like, I locked the door and he was like shaking it. And like, Jeepers. um, so that was like, there was like, yeah, three incidents in one week. And I was like, oh, man. I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, should have just, should have just taken the glass, the glass business. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Serving that cactus club was real cush. <laughs> the cactus club. Oh man, yeah, yeah. crazy. Kind so, the, well, okay. And some some of uh, some of the people that worked with you early on, yes, like business standard business advice is like 
you guys already broke all the rules. Like, don't go into yeah. business with your friend, like one of your best friends, because that'll that'll end well, ruin the friendship, you know. And you may have this business, or you may not. And then, like, if you break that rule, then the second rule is like, don't hire friends to work oh, yeah. with you, right? And it seems like early on, you guys were like, we're making our own rules, yeah. And like, what's that? What's that been like for you guys creating creating a a, a company, a business, employees, coworkers that are like. Not just necessarily random hires, especially early on, but like people that you you've known and been friends with from before. I think of our first four hires, three were our close friends. Yeah, Avia, we, Lauren, and Matt. Right. Yeah. Yeah. First we, four hires. We kind of, and you can you can uh, bounce off this Ryan, but our our thought process was kind of like the food truck was really small. Yeah. And it was close quarters, and you're kind of on top of each other. So we're like, we want to work one with people that are going to make the day fun. But two people that are going to be like comfortable, yeah. kind of just like in a, like a very small space. I yeah. mean, it was like a thirteen feet long yeah, yeah. by a foot wide space, so you had to be like comfortable with each other. So we're like, let's just hire our friends, our friends, so we can like have a good time. We were young, right? We were like 25, 24, 25. 24, 25. So like a lot of people didn't have careers yet, so we're like, like MSN Messenger, or Facebook, <laughs> or whatever. Like, yo, who wants to work? Not ICQ. Well, oh, I, uh-oh. I love ICQ. <laughs> like Lauren, who has now been with us for nine years. Yeah. She had just got back from a year, more than a year in, in, in Asia. Asia. And she was like, well, I'll just work for you guys until I figure out what's next. <laughs> she never left. Never she left. Never <laughs> left. Either she never figured it out yeah. or <laughs> I think she's got to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. And it's really made, uh, it's it, well, it's cool even like I think early on, right? Uh kind of like she's the one that makes the pod actually work is Katie. Like yes. She was on early. Katie was our second hire. Yeah. And then... And she was a friend from Cactus Club. We both got hired at the same time at Cactus Club. Right. And she was always like one of the good servers. So I was like, <laughs> she'll, she'll be... Uh, to make up for my... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Zach, not style. so much. Yeah. Um, good tips though, I've heard. You yeah, got good yeah. tips got at the, the Cactus Club. No, Zach, Zach was really good on the window on the juice truck. But he was a slow slow smoothie maker sometimes. Yeah. yeah. We definitely had our positions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <gasps> Zach so had good. really, really, really good name recognition but bad facial recognition okay he'd always remember people's names but he couldn't remember who they were <laughs> i was really good at recognizing people's faces but i couldn't remember anybody's names yeah so we would like be able to chat with each other Zach would be like that's what that that person's name is fred right and i'd be like yeah that's who that is yeah it would always work yeah and we actually when ryan alluded to like we didn't know if anyone else could drive the truck we also didn't know if anyone else could make juice because yeah, ryan yeah. made every single juice for the first year like right. every single, we didn't even cross train. We we're just like, no, you I make juice, did. I'll stay in the window, <laughs> and a veal will make smoothies, yeah. <laughs> and that was it. We never shifted ever. That's I was getting. I don't think I actually made a smoothie for like. I probably made one smoothie in yeah. the first year. You can make the almost chocolate. Yeah. Otherwise, that's I it. only made juice. Yeah. Day in day out. Oh man, that's so that's so wild. Like you just had your spots, your yeah. positions. That's what I did. But in some ways, too. I mean, we talked about this again on the on the first on the first episode that we had you together. Um, it's kind of like that that works for you guys so like you there was never i, I remember asking you like was it awkward trying to figure out who gets to do what and like how you know but like you both have such unique and like really good giftings that are so different yeah. that in some ways it just makes sense like it may, in a in a in a 
very practical ways like yes of course ryan is the one who's going to make the juices <laughs> and zach is going to be the guy like leaning out the window chatting everyone up yeah. right like that's just how it works i um, hope that zach was single for the first year yeah <laughs> there you go i had a girlfriend for the first year yeah yeah i'm drinking her kombucha right now oh nice hey <laughs> there you go shout out to Steph. <laughs> yeah <laughs> definitely we've got to have her on the pod yes the the mushroom kombucha yes yeah that's a whole other thing but often it was i mean we weren't that busy when we first launched so Often, like it became kind of like you mentioned, like cheers, like our regulars, they'd come and hang out for like 20 minutes, you know, so Ryan would make the juice and then they'd usually chat with us until the juice or the smoothie was gone. So we'd have like, we knew what everyone like, like say we had a hundred regulars, we would know, you know, what they did on the weekend, you know, where they like to shop, what their, what TV shows they were watching. Like there was really like strong bonds with yeah. all these people and like if they weren't there for a day we'd be like, <laughs> did we lose like, the customer where's danny where's uh you know yeah yeah uh, we'd be like are they okay yeah especially if we didn't see them two days in a row we'd be like yeah. did they lose their job yeah. something <laughs> happened yeah. yeah that's but in some ways that's still that's still how it is like you know having having been a season for the for the last little bit like People come in and they tell like they tell you all kinds of stuff. Yes, and it's interesting because I don't I don't know if that happens in other places like coffee shops. I don't think you like may, maybe people have their like barista that's like yeah, yeah. That, you know gets them their macchiato and is like their therapist. But like so many people come in and they like they want to chat and because yeah. I think because the juice truck is is recognized as like a wellness brand right you're you're creating healthy meals for people but it it has got this whole vibe of like you know making the world a better place kind of one juice and smoothie at a time keeping people healthy happy fed whatever when people come in they like want to talk about their ailments or their worries or as you're as you're making their juice and like (laughs) it's interesting right and i wonder in some ways if that's like baked into kind of the dna the culture that you guys have created from from those early days on the truck but it does feel like people come in and you know, like that, I guess it is a dated reference, but like that cheers kind of like everybody knows your name. It's like a comfortable place to be. And people come in and they like, they want to be known and they want to share about their lives and stuff while they're, while they're waiting for their smoothie or their juice. And then, you know, when, when dine in is a thing again, like people would just sit there and like, before I was working with you guys, like I would just hang out there. I'd like (laughs) bring my laptop and be like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Green juice. And I'd sit there for a couple hours, like working. And I don't know. It was just, it's a great place to be, you know? It's created. I think it's created something really, really cool out of, out of slinging juice out of a truck, yeah, pink it was, truck. It's pretty fun. Yeah, good times. So yeah, Ryan, what's um, the, just looking at the questions here? Can you identify like a favorite memory or favorite time? Oh, favorite time. Um. Okay, like obviously, without a doubt, I'd say the first year was probably the funnest. I'd say like just hanging out with your like best friend on the truck was like, yeah. pretty enjoyable. Like it was yeah. a pretty good. Thing. Um, I think also it was enjoyable because we end up hanging out with a lot of our customers uh, <laughs> and the guys that worked on the street with us. Yeah. We would like go out like on Friday and Saturday nights. So it yeah. felt like it was like kind of a unique experience because us it, getting into the business world like kind of created our first like social life in Vancouver. Right. Like our first like gateway yeah. into social life was because of our business. Yeah. And so that was like kind of like a unique experience. I thought we met a lot of people in the first couple of years that we probably wouldn't have been able to meet had it not been throwing a business. So that really was like an eye-opening part about what it was like to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. I, and, and some of those people we're still friends with since like, oh, yeah. from 10 years ago. That's There's so a whole cool. bunch of people that we're still close with that we met. Yeah. The start those of really it, in the inception of it. Amazing. So yeah. I love that. Yeah. That part really stands out to me still. Yeah. I, I'd say um, 
There was like a movement of small businesses that kind of launched around there, like Ernest Ice Cream, To Live For, Beta 5, uh, District uh, Movement, uh, Tight Club. Um, I'm probably missing some, some key ones. But like we all were so like keen to support each other that uh, like some of the events we came up with at the beginning together were so much fun, like Sports Day with Tight Club and District Vision or the mindful movie nights with air in Ireland mm-hmm. or like some of the parties we had at fifth Ave when we first launched, like yeah, we had some ragers We'd like, we'd pack the place with like 500 people. Like yeah. we did a party of boom. With I Jeff remember. Was, I was just going to say that, that was fun. the first time I came to the West fifth location was that boom yeah. party. Day. We had like little gains and there's all kind of like, party. yeah, that was so fun. That was insane. Yeah. I was like, what is this place? Like a brain enhancing juice. with yes. Jeff yeah. And, uh, we did one with native shoes where we came up with like a custom shoe. Yeah. Party skirts one was good. Party skirts. We did a watermelon skirt. skirt. Even like some of the parties we did in Steveston, like in the back, just having barbecues. and Yeah. Um, I think like the early events, like before, you know, life changes and, you know, you know, we've had kids and had, got married or engaged or whatever. And it's like that becomes a bigger commitment. Uh, but back when the business was our only commitment, like we really went all in on some events and it was fun yeah like our even like our adventure club oh yeah we'd go like hiking and snowshoeing yeah that was pretty cool we really tried because the business was our life we really like if we were into cycling or hiking we just tried to integrate it into our business yeah. so that we were like still building the business and like building relationships while doing the things we wanted to do so yeah like, when we first got bikes, like we didn't even know how to clip in, and we like started <laughs> getting like crews together to go biking. Um, I forgot about Adventure Club. Adventure Club wow. was fun. We went on all those hikes. Yeah, Snowshoeing was stuff. epic. Yeah, yeah. We even did like a singles event. It was super fun. Like people were like making out by the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Successful. Did on, we did yeah. put on a singles event. Yeah. Yeah, we did some. Weird all things. the pop up dinners were super fun. Like we just. Oh, I remember a good one. The first time we did the cocktail party. Oh yeah, house guest. House guest. That we did was cold press cocktails. Yeah, we did cold press cocktails. That was a really oh, that's cool. Event. Yeah. What yeah. was that? What was that for? Was that at one of your uh, locations? At, it or? was just a. It was like a restaurant bar that had opened up in Gastown, and yeah. the, one of the owners used to come to the truck all the time. So we decided to partner on like we did two cold press cocktail nights. Yeah, and they were like uber successful, like hundreds of people. Yeah, like, really cool cocktails. That was like probably our second year of business. Yeah, yeah that's that was so a cool. great one. Oh, I forgot about that. There's, yeah, I mean, so there you go. Like, I one of the, one of the notes that I had is like, the juice truck is so much more than just juice and smoothies. Yeah, yeah. And this like last little segment is like is such a case in point, right? And even like real, my first um, integration into it really was like the juice truck cycling club too, right? A couple years back, where it's like, oh man, this is kind of peeking behind the curtain of the business, where it's like, this is not just like sort of affiliated. This is. Juice truck as a company being like, no, we like we want to create community, regardless of like, you know, whether you agree plant based or not. Like, come and participate and be part of the club and and expose people to oh, yeah. n- not only like you as a business, but like this way of as an athlete, whether you're a cyclist or a runner or whatever, would be like, kind of opening the door to being like, hey, plant based food can actually really support athleticism, recovery. It tastes great. It fills you up. Like. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's so cool. It's such a unique thing. Or like this adventure club idea, right? You can do all this cool stuff because you can you can throw a juice in your backpack and go yes. hiking. Or you can take, you know, whatever, the, the, the 
cacao coconut bar, yeah. right? And give it to a bunch of people out before or after like a run. Or I know you've done like juice and smoothie drops to like new businesses or new gyms that are opening in the neighborhoods or whatever, just to sh- give them like support. And again, it like exposes product and, and people can try something they maybe wouldn't have tried in the, in the first place. But I just, I think uh, looking back, I don't know, I hope that it's so cool for you guys not to lose sight of like how many really rad things you've done that is so far removed than like smashing fruit and vegetables through <laughs> through a through a cold press like Norwalk machine and, and serving yeah. it up to people, right? Like it's really the impact is so much more than just like the health of the smoothies, but like it's the health of the community. Yeah. And beyond, right? Like f- food trucks that you know, today may or may not uh, still still be around, but like the lift that you were able to give them through the food truck fest or just like partnering and you know, you are just both rad dudes so like hanging out in the commissary after like those ripple effects of you didn't have to do that to have a successful business. Like you could have just doubled down and focused on what worked for you, but like making those efforts to like build community and recognizing that it like was all part of it, I think is so cool. Let's get back to that. I know. (laughs) Yeah. Oh man. Right. Yeah. Put a code obviously slowed that down. Yeah. We'll get there though. And I think the, the cool thing is like the hunger for it. Mm-hmm. when it's like good and safe like we're, we've seen it a little bit this summer with things opening up and everything and it, it's going to be awesome like yeah. people are going to be so ready to come back and like the sound of adventure club is like well let's let's do it let's bring oh, bring back the adventure club was fun yeah and all the pop-up dinners like we did we with a lot of desiree nielsen and asha some of the previous guests yeah. like we'd pop-up dinners with them like lauren toyota from hot for food right. like we just always like one of our goals was always to have fun so like we could be stressed and busy and work a lot if we still made fun one of our pillars and one of our values for the business so you know it's easy to to work a lot if it doesn't feel like work yeah or if if you're having a good time with people that you want to spend time with yeah cool so let's talk about uh speaking of things like all things juice truck that are not necessarily like juice and smoothies let's talk about the cookbook Oh yeah, you guys are authors. Got a got a cookbook. If you don't, if, if you don't know, if you don't know about the Juice Truck cookbook, you can get it at all Juice Truck locations or, or on Amazon. That. Yeah, but don't get it off don't Amazon. Get it. <laughs> you can get it on Amazon. It. Some some bookstores still have it, but yeah. uh, it's it's a few years old now. It's like maybe five years old now. Yeah, Jeez. yeah, that was cool. Uh, Robert, um, the publisher. Um, his office was right above the our food truck, so it was just like, you know, happenstance and, and luck in a way. He was a he was a customer, and one day he was like, "You guys ever think about writing a cookbook?" And randomly, a book agent had approached us. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, so we had put together yeah, a book. We uh, already had a proposal, yeah. and then we got a book deal like a week later. And we're like, shit, how do we write a book? We're not nutritionists. (laughs) Now we got to do this thing. Zach really wrote all of it. Let's be serious. I didn't do anything. But back to collaboration, we did team up with Colin Medhurst, who's one of the now founders of um, Blue Heron Cheese. Oh, cool. And Creamery. Um, We kind of were homies and worked together on on other projects like the Juice Cleanse and stuff. So we we co-wrote it together and brought in a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of little case studies and segments yeah. from friends like Ellie Maz and, and stuff like that. Um, but that was, that definitely felt like it was a lot of work to do it, but it felt, uh, once we had the physical copy and it was there in the world, yeah, yeah. it felt cool. like a, 
It was one of the few things that felt like a big accomplishment. Yeah, we like, wow, we did it. Did yeah. we have a launch party? Yeah, we had a launch party. What was that about? I can't remember. Um, I can't. I think Megan was still pregnant with Finn. So I said I can't remember anything. But we like yeah, yeah. you. You and me stayed in the community space the whole time. We were just like, oh like, yes, yeah, like yeah, kind yeah. of. Signing, signing books, books and, or, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, right. and saying what's yeah. up to people that want yeah. to buy the books. So we kind that's of right. just stayed in a corner yeah. the whole time. That's right. We did do that. But okay. we, I think we had like dishes from the cookbook yeah. that were going around. And yeah. Well, that's super cool because like people can find recipes to their favorite smoothies. And I think it's odd. Again, it's like it's this really like op- open book, like no pun intended, like yeah. that uh, where some people might be more protectionist, like, no, this is our like, secret recipe, right? Yeah. And you guys like, you literally like put it out in the world. Put all her recipes. Yeah, which is kind of like, it's like an unusual move, but it's not, it, if anything, it's like helped because people buy it and they share it and then you can make your favorite smoothie and then like you can go in and buy the almost chocolate mix or the green protein mix and so you literally like you can make it at home, which is super cool, right? It's kind of cool too. Like I actually was flipping through it randomly the other day because Finn saw it on the bookshelf and he's like, what's this? Um, obviously our smoothies of like uh, we, we changed the menu up. Uh, we do have a lot of smoothies that are from the original menu, but uh, there's always seasonal smoothies and those change so we have like a lot of our old school smoothies that we don't even have anymore in the cookbook so that was kind of cool just to be like oh yeah I remember that smoothie that was really good yeah and great information on like some of the boosters and some of the you know products that maybe people aren't as familiar with right like some of the some of the like moringa and ashwagandha like you can look in there and see oh this is this is what it actually does for me right and uh, I don't know it's a good it's a good resource it's something cool again just like Bigger. I really forgot that we wrote a book. We, we almost wrote a second book. <laughs> we yeah, we put together a pitch one. for plant-based baby because Megan was pregnant, and there wasn't like any vegan like pregnancy or family books at the time. There actually are like a lot now, so yeah. it's obviously there was a market for it. But we just were like, I don't know. We didn't feel like we were the right authors to write a plant-based baby <laughs> book. So we put the proposal <laughs> together because we wanted to see it in the world. Yeah, but we felt like. Uh, there's someone else. <laughs> I, and couldn't, I couldn't be contributing. To obviously, <laughs> there was other people because there's books now. Yeah. It just didn't feel like uh, yeah. it was the right idea, but maybe not like yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, say no more. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so cookbook. We're talking about you got recipes out there. Um, well, we got pitched on a TV show once. That was oh. cool. That was a big oh, thing yeah. that we said no to. Yeah, we said and no to it because oh yeah. Okay, let's they, hear it. Let's they hear want, it. and it was like going to be on like. That was like the Food Network. Uh, what was Gaston Gamble on? I can't remember. It was what on network. like Oprah or something. Like something. Yeah, maybe oh, the O Network. A woman. Or well, I, don't women's know. I can't remember what network. We did a lot of women's events because we had yeah. a pink, pink juice truck. Um, but we got pitched on doing a TV show, but they wanted us to like create drama between the two of us. Oh. And we're just like, ah, it doesn't feel it right. It didn't feel right. We actually said no to it. Yeah, kind of like a reality show, like yeah. a following yeah. on the truck. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like yeah, following yeah, yeah. on the truck, but it didn't yeah. seem right. Yeah. And yeah. Ryan got asked to be on The Bachelor Canada. Yeah. Ooh, when he was single. Come on, for real? Yeah, but said no to that one too. Yeah, well, obviously. <laughs> I really wanted him to do it. Yeah, Zach really wanted me to do it. Because I was like, just thinking about the business, I was like, that's the best marketing <laughs> opportunity we've it's ever true. had. Okay, that's yeah. big news, man. What was uh, what was what were I the reasons? Could, I just couldn't do it. That was not my thing. I <laughs> no. couldn't hang out with twenty five guys and <laughs> fight for one girl. He's pitched to be one of the guys, but yeah, you know, yeah. could have led to you it's being true. a guy. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. you found your yeah. your, your soulmate now, but yeah, uh, I feel like I feel like you've chosen the better path. Yeah. Yeah. At the yeah. time, I was like, Ryan, you got to do it. Yeah, you really wanted me to be on this. This is going to be big for us. 
<laughs> think of the business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares about your own personal feelings? Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that too. Oh, that's so funny. Wow. Maybe. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. So there's been lots of opportunities. That's interesting though, too, to like, um, you know, th- thinking back to like earlier in the conversation where it was like, you didn't necessarily plan on um, like retail juices, bottling juices, all this stuff for someone else and how you pivoted towards that. And then even just in that moment, like an opportunity that probably, you know, Zach's right, like probably would have been good for bringing whatever awareness to the business and to the uh, real Ryan Slater Instagram account. <laughs> but he's looking for sponsors. Yeah. <laughs> but like wasn't wasn't true to who you are and like that you can you can be like actually no like good business move but no not what not i want to do thing. like i think that's really it's good to to be able to pivot yeah. but not just jump at everything that could be good i think that's an important lesson right because sometimes we think any exposure is good exposure and to kind of like bite the bullet and do something yeah. we hate for the sake of it is like i don't know it's been the same with like investors it's just ryan and i to this day still and we've had you know lots of conversations with potential investors through the years some of them you know that we would have worked out worked with it didn't work out but a lot of them were like you know we didn't want to like sell out for for money yeah if our we felt like our values are like our vision for the business would be compromised so you know even at the very beginning remember that one guy wanted to like franchise our food truck everywhere yeah yeah. and uh you know it's always flattering (laughs) um it makes you it's kind of feels like a great compliment that you know someone is interested in you that way but uh again i'm glad at this point that we haven't made that decision yet yeah 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 we'll talk in another 10 years and see what happens yeah like next (laughs) you'll have to you'll have to next we sold to pepsi (laughs) (laughs) you'll have to buy that expensive dot com name though if you're in a franchise yeah (laughs) Yeah. oh man that's so good um Pepsi, if you're listening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're not interested. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Maybe <knows>? interested. <laughs> Can Pepsi do a little more good? We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. So, okay, ethics. Let's talk about let's talk about ethics, uh, whether in terms of like as a business, as business owners, but also as like plant-based people. I know that's a big part of the business. Obviously, like people still walk in and they want to clarify like, oh, is this vegan? Is this cheese on this salad? Is that feta or is that like it's like no this the, everything in here, hundred percent plant based. Like this is a vegan establishment. Well, for the first two weeks of the business, we actually had goat cheese. <laughs> for the first like maybe couple weeks. Yeah, I was vegetarian at the time, yeah. and for, this is and that was kind of like our lens originally. Yeah, was like we'll be a vegetarian food truck, and then we kind of reeducated ourselves as we were launching and like watched all the docs and we we're yeah. like, oh like we, we didn't really we need should to have be, that. We, sh- <laughs> we should be like vegan. Yeah, we had goat because cheese, I think. Yeah, we had like a strawberry goat cheese we did for like a quesadilla week. Yeah, that we did for, the for a like week. Two weeks or whatever. Okay. And then we we're like, oh, we don't really need we to. We thought do that. that was fancy. Yeah. And but then it's vegan. At, pretty, yeah, so it's pretty much being vegan. Yeah, we kind of like then. relearned our reasons to be vegetarian and we're like, shit, we need to be vegan because these same, it's kind of hypocritical to have eggs or dairy or any of that stuff. Um, and at the time, we kind of thought like, you know, there's a lot of activism and activists and we felt like if we could do one thing let's just like own one thing yeah, yeah. and like our activism would be that we're gonna have zero animal products on our menu yeah uh, and that was the way that we thought at the time and still believe that we could contribute more good to the world cool 
And was there like uh, you talk about the timing with the food trucks? Like you guys kind of were early early adopters in the Vancouver scene at least, and then really rode the wave like quite successfully in terms of like when they boomed. You had established yourselves. People knew about the juice truck. You had your spots, regular clientele. What about veganism, like plant-based movement? Like I'd say in the last three to five years, it's it's like really taken off. Um, but early on, were people like, was there, was there, was it new for people? Well, we didn't really pitch that we were. That was part of our like initial concept was yes. not to like tell people. You don't we lead were, with that. Yeah, yeah. We never led with that. We didn't even lead that we were gluten-free at the beginning either. Yeah, we always wanted yeah. to be um, inclusive and approachable to as many people as possible. And that was including people that, I mean, there weren't many vegans at the time. Yeah. So we like just, we kind of educated our values through the events that we did. We did movie nights. Um, we'd share stuff on our Instagram. But we didn't advertise that we were vegan anywhere on the food truck. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And same with like, yeah, I mean, now we have some uh, some products with gluten that we don't make, but yeah, at the beginning, we never really like articulated to customers. We wanted the, the flavors to like people to buy it because it was good and like realize that they felt good having it. Yeah. Um, right. Like if someone came up and was like, yo, I want a chicken salad. Um, we wanted them to like just get one of our once we had food, yeah. um, just get a salad and be like, "Wow, that salad was really good," and not even realize that it was vegan. Yeah, and come back because they liked how it tasted and liked how they felt. I remember we started with Culver City salads. Oh, I was just gonna oh, ask. Oh man, yeah. Was that the first salad we ever sold? The first salad was Culver City salads. Yeah. And then when did who was our first like when did we start doing our own we, food? Oh, uh, not till we opened West Fifth. That. We hired Lena Cachetto. Yeah. Okay, that's right. Yeah. To come up with our menu. That's right. So we never had food on the truck except your mom's bars. Yeah, my mom. Oh, my. I don't know if we talked about this in the original one, but it's my a, mom, because we were like, didn't do anything by the books or properly. My mom would like make all of our soup. We had soup, yeah. all of our soup and all of our bars at home. And we never paid for the ingredients. She bought them all herself. Oh, oh my God. That's, that's, why, that's why we were so profitable. Yeah. And the first <laughs> thing we never, she just, our food costs. she would just go to Whole Foods and buy all these ingredients and then make the and then, food for us. And then my dad would drop them off at, a, <laughs> at my condo on, in South Granville. Like yeah. before I'd head in, I'd have these like gallons of yeah. soup that was piping hot still because my mom like made it that morning and like fresh bars that like it some would be bigger, made. some would be smaller because she was hand cutting <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. making all of them. That's so good. Well, and the, the recipe I know for the cacao coconut bar it's all sand. Yeah. In, the, in, the, in the book. Yeah. It's, it's like sandy. this is a Zach's mom's recipe. Yeah. I she know. was our chef, our creative oh director our that's so good. our uh financer <laughs> gotta love sandy yeah shout so out good. to sandy she's right. the best that's so good we actually there's like multiple times throughout the history we'd be like mom can you come be our head chef like we don't have a chef anymore like, <laughs> can you come back and your soups like your We're soups so are just the good. best yeah my mom's a really good cook Talk yeah to my mom yeah. That's good, right? That's, yeah. that's what you want when you're feeling down. It's like hot soup from yeah. Home. And Ryan's mom would make. We would sell uh, oh, the matzo ball soup. and like we'd sell matzo ball soup. So Ryan's mom would make the matzo ball soup. Oh, that's so good! You should bring that back. I know. We've done that for a while. You should bring that we'd, back. We'd get like all the our, all the all the Jew, Jewish, Jewish people, community, community would come out, would come out for the <laughs> matzo ball soup. Well, you did this year. You did uh, vegan. Uh, shallow bread, right? Yeah, like that bread, was, yeah. yeah, we did. Oh yeah, we did. yeah, that we did. Was that was good. good. That was yeah. really Alexa good. did that. That was great. Right? You should oh, do like you should do matzo balls. That's yeah, again. that would be awesome. Bring back. Gotta talk to Janine. What's Hanukkah? And Ryan's mom. Oh my god. Okay, these are some other funny things. I'm totally going off topic, but 
when we first launched, Ryan used to bring, we lived, we both lived at home with our parents for the first couple of months before we moved out. Yeah. Ryan would bring all the dishes home <laughs> and do them in his parents' dishwasher. And That's then, amazing. And then once we started the juice cleanse and the bottle juice, he'd bring all the bottles home and his mom stickered every single bottle. We'd yeah. be like running low. We'd be like, Janine, you gotta, you gotta sticker more bottles. That's true. For the first like three months, she labeled every single bottle we ever That's sold. amazing. Yeah. Well, that's that's, that's mom and dad. Too. That's parents, right? They, they parents. do anything to help the kids out. Yeah, that's awesome. Yes. She would still to this day get mad if she saw someone's label put on crossword. Like, oh, she's the, the best. She yeah. was so good. This is not how you do it. And yeah. Ryan's dad's our bookkeeper. Yeah, that's so right. Stressed. Still today, from the beginning, yeah. the real Alan Slater. Yeah. Real My Alan. mom has retired, but okay, okay. okay. No longer no stickers. stickers. No longer stickers. <laughs> but you're welcome back anytime, Janine. That's so good. That's so cool. But it is cool, right? Family and friends like involved. Like it's an unusual kind of business model, but it it works like it works for you guys and it works so well because I think who you are and just like that again like the word is like community that you've created right that's friends and family and beyond I actually can remember the first two days I ever had off was probably a year into the truck and Megan you guys got me a massage and Megan who had never worked on the truck just worked on the truck so, she, so I could have a day off. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot about that. That's and then awesome. Megan ended up working for us after that. Well, day. because you know what? The truck had Sundays off, but the cleanse didn't. Oh, that's why. So yeah. often I would also yeah, work yeah. in production on Sundays, but yeah, yeah. I just started dating Megan at the time. That's my right. now wife. So yeah. sometimes I'd be like, yo, sorry. Um, <laughs> that's I'm right. I'm going for brunch today. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. But yeah, you, you didn't take Sundays off. Yeah, I'd work Saturdays, and then, yeah, we would work Sundays in production. Like, sometimes you would take Saturday off, but usually you'd work the food truck with us yeah. on Saturday because the cleanse wasn't that. working. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, you were working seven days. I remember that memory. You guys were like, surprise. And then Jackie. Jackie came with me for a massage. Oh, my God. That's so Yeah, funny. you guys made a play day with my guy friend. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about this. Yeah, there you go. That was Meg- so good. When I first started dating Megan too, like she would come on all the deliveries with me. I'd be like, because yeah, yeah. she'd want to hang out because we were just started dating. And I'd be like, well, we can hang out, but I have to deliver <laughs> these 20 boxes of juice all around the lower mainland. Go so I won't it. be done until like 1030. Right. So we can get dinner at 1030. She'd be like, I'll just come with you. And then she started working weekends. Yeah, and then she started working weekends, yeah. See? There you go. It's a real family affair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she worked in Steveston. Yeah. yeah. Right? She, worked, she was the manager. Another there. one like Lauren, she had, you know, worked in the fashion world for, you know, since she finished college or whatever and hit like a burnout point. And she was like, can I just come work to the, for the juice truck until I figure out what's next? And then she never left. Yeah. <laughs> just so like, well, I was like, when are you going <laughs> to get another job? Yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah. We don't want you to go, but like, weren't you leaving? Yeah. <laughs> that was your plan, right? So we're good. good at sneaking people in. Yeah. That's how we got you in, Dean. It's true. We're just going it's for true. Rounds, so it's like kind of joking with you all the time about working for the juice trap. And then uh, it came true. Yeah. You've got this like magic power of like just speaking things <laughs> into being. It's right. Zach like, has no shame. He'll just message anybody. Yeah. And be like, hey, I heard you're not working right now. Yeah. Come, come um, and do it. Yeah. This is part of your magic, though, I think. But it is true. Like that was the joke, right? All, all the staff is like, when are you going to just come like work here? Because like something, <laughs> something would be broken or something. And they were like, oh, yeah. can you just like yeah, yeah. go back? There's like the joke was Ryan's toolbox in the back room. So yeah. like, honestly, before I worked there, I knew the code to the back room. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, 
they're just like hey just go get that can you get the toolbox and they'd uh, like make the smoothie and i'd like change the light bulb or fix the whatever it was right people were sending us pictures of like you fixing things yeah like, it's so give, good give the guy a smoothie yeah. you made my life real good for i know year. well yeah it's like well i'm right here i can i can just do it like ryan said he'd come i'm like no i'll just fix it the oh, door's funny. not working okay and i'm like the funny thing is like i'm not really handy but like I was able to <laughs> not you. not ruin the place at least, but so good. Um, so obviously, okay, we, we kind of digress a little bit, but talking about like you guys as a vegan business, um, some of the ethics of putting that together and like how it all worked and everything. And so what do you think just observationally from, from 10 years ago till now, like what do you see, what do you notice, what are the trends in like um, the vegan plant-based community in Vancouver, like kind of then and now, and how do you think you know, putting you on the spot without, without trying to like, just, I mean, it's pretty mainstream, not in a bad way, but it's like once all the fast food places like caught on. So it's like not, I think nowadays it's pretty easy to like, it's pretty much everywhere. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not really like a challenge anymore. I think at the beginning it was like from a customer, customer perspective, it was like, it's good, but it's vegan. Like it was kind of like Mm. a, like a bit of a hindrance to some people. Right. Um, like we had to like justify that it was vegan or explain why it was good or like that the you know tofu cheese on the feta or whatever was like made from tofu and not dairy and you know they get all weirded out about that but now i think vegan's like a you know a marketing plan for for companies like you see it on all the labels and yeah yeah it's definitely like yeah when we launched it was like the nom the mm-hmm. foundation there wasn't much and now, like every restaurant has something that's vegan. You're gonna have at least at least a couple of vegan yeah, options. Yeah. So, so, do you think? Do you think without like, um, I don't know, claiming you guys are probably too humble, but do you think Juice Rock had an impact in Vancouver, like in creating a like more of a plant based community, or at least like an awareness of it in terms of like, like your I presence? Think, I think we were like early adapters, but I th- I think we were just like we adapted early, and and yeah. and like the train was going that way. We yeah. just happened to be. Yeah be on it um like i think like erin ireland with to live for like she was a big she probably like helped the most amount of people influence like, in influence this stop eating meat but, but mm-hmm. i think like that's where like these movies were coming out like um cowspiracy and what the health and game changers and before that there's like forks over knives and uh i can't even remember the other ones like uh there's that juice one i always forget the name that's it that movie probably actually has that probably that movie probably like was like an early like trigger point for a lot of people i feel like that movie got a lot of buzz oh totally yeah yeah that was a big one yeah and like celebrities were starting to go vegan and stuff like that so i think we were like we just got on the train a little earlier than others. Yeah. But okay. that, that train was in motion. Yeah. It was happening. Yeah. Well, that's good. And then I think also like the, the, you know, the creation of the community around it, right? Vegan and, and otherwise, like you guys were kind of there creating connections with people and, the, you know, like the, the business model that you had allowed for people who are vegan or not to still like enjoy products from the juice truck. And it wasn't like, as you say, you didn't, you didn't lead with like, oh, we're vegan or whatever it was just this is what we offer and it happens to be happens yeah. to be vegan yeah 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 so good so good so good okay so um we've got all these good delicious vegan treats and salads and smoothies what's your go-to order Oof. like if you're hungry 
you know, long day of work, Ryan delivering juice cleanses up to Whistler. Zach, you've probably ridden your bike around the city, <laughs> taking phone calls all day. I'd say I'm still like a peppermint patty guy. Yeah, that's your yeah. that's your style. It's I good... used to eat raw chai brownies when we had them like oh, nonstop, yeah. but I overdid the raw chai brownie. Yeah, I feel like that's that's me right now with the tahini bites. Yeah, Ooh, oh, you can't have enough tahini Those bites. Those are deadly. They're so yeah. good. We uh, had we recorded yesterday, and I brought four over because we each needed two. Oh man, I'm trying to think what else. Yeah, I'd say like probably peppermint, peppermint patty is probably like my go-to. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like what you drank the most. When we were oh, on the truck, almost cho- you know, almost like chocolate two. every day, every single day. Yeah, I had almost chocolate smoothies like it was nothing. Yeah, there's like still probably one of the top yeah. sellers. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I'm like, a, I've always been a kitchen sink. Yeah, you're guy. a kitchen sink guy, even from the beginning. Zach makes just like, oh God. <laughs> Maybe another reason why he the, was yeah, at the window. I don't know if I'm the one. He always always gives you want a smoothie. And I'm always like, ah, like who's making it today? <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> yeah, it's so much ingredients. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I've always been like. A function kind of guy yeah. so i was like even with the and just curious to be like how will this turn out yeah, yeah. so like on the truck in the beginning i'd just bring all these wacky ingredients because it wasn't that busy so i'd bring like like everything like every mushroom available like just go to the farmer's market and buy everything and yeah like, juice it all and then we drink it and it would sometimes taste good yeah <laughs> yeah but i always wanted to see how i felt Right, right. Um, yeah, you were fairly experimental and same with smoothies so right now i'm really into the sea moss and mm-hmm. Like hemp chia flax has been my ride or die forever. Um, pine pollen, I'm really into that. But we were always trying like, remember Sheila Jeet? We'd like mix it up on the truck every oh, day. Yeah. Um, it's Sheila Jeet was this like Ayurvedic um, resin from the Himalayas that like uh, they'd found between rocks and similar to sea moss. It just has like tons of trace minerals in it. Okay. So we would like heat it up and be drinking it on the truck. It looks like this like black kind of tar. People be like, what are you drinking? Be like, oh, we got that Sheila Jeet. Yeah. Ask, ask, uh, ask Gian Pablico about the Sheila Jeet. Oh, G knows? G knows. Okay, okay. <laughs> Salt tidbit I forgot about during that time is because we had to have a kettle on the truck because you have to understand that when we started, there was no heater. Right. So like if it was negative 15 degrees outside in the oh, middle yeah. of December and we never took a day off so we'd work the whole year, like all the months, we would be inside that truck and it'd be like negative 15 inside the truck. Oh, we also had no heat. There was no cooking. Yeah, because we, yeah, like, we couldn't run the heater. Yeah. We couldn't run like a little heater because it, 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 it would it, blow it, the breaker. So like to Zach's point, that, that urn that we had, yeah. that we would like mix the Sheila or make tea was like our go-to thing because that was the only way we could stay warm. I'd wear like three pairs of long johns. Yeah. We were, we're talking like it would the equivalent of just sitting outside. Yeah, yeah. But the pipes would freeze on the yeah, truck. And you'd have to use an air dryer. And you'd have to be having an air dryer. Air dryer sitting there. Oh, God. Those <laughs> early days, man. <laughs> early days. Yeah. Full truck. Now, now, when someone calls you, they're like, Ryan, the fridge isn't working. You're like, oh, yeah, no, that's whatever. Not, that's <laughs> easy. That's <laughs> easy. easy. Let me tell you about frozen pipes on a food truck with a hair dryer. Oh, <laughs> that's amazing. That's the worst when it froze. Yeah, that's bad. That would be bad. Oh, uh, my goodness. Yeah. And there's so many things. It's so cool. Like, the menu is adapted and changed so much. But there's, yes. like, so many of the kind of original recipe things on there, too, right? Which is good. But um, always progressing. There's always something new. There's a seasonal smoothie or bringing in, like, sea moss or these new yeah. products to try. And, I mean, that's it's kind of the experimental nature of, like, what's good, right? And I know Zach and I, like, we did a jam on uh, on one of the podcasts here about cordyceps as like a as, like, a mushroom where it's kind of like a fungus, right? And uh, different, I know I know uh, the coffee date 
used to have chaga in it, right? Yes. But there's some like regulations that you can't or whatever. But you can like you can have it by itself, but you can't mix it with other ingredients. Yeah. Yeah. So weird. Health uh, Canada. Yeah, weird yeah. Health Canada. Thing. Yeah. But is there is there plans like uh, w- more and more we're seeing um, like mushrooms of all variety, but certainly like the ones that are non non hallucinogenic, like non psychoactive. We're seeing more and more of these things like um, cordyceps, yeah. reishi, lion's mane. Um, any plans? Any plans for for juice truck uh, with some like like functional mushrooms so funny we just emailed like a couple days ago we're gonna start so we sell the rainbow tinctures which yeah. are um rainbow is one of my favorite brands out there like full stop canadian canadian mushrooms canadian uh this, this woman-owned business in toronto um organic like just really high quality stuff so we've been selling their tinctures and uh it's been really well received so we're gonna bring in um, their tinctures to all the stores to have for add-ons for the smoothies and the juices too. So you can up your juice game. Come on. <laughs> so you could get like cordyceps and lion's mane or reishi like in. Yeah. Oh. So I'm going to have the kitchen sinks juice. Plus I'll be like, yo, can you put some cordyceps, <laughs> some lion's mane, some reishi? <laughs> yeah. That oh, that's like good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? Oh my God. Well, that, kid, that was actually a big moment too. I know we're jumping all over the place, but we had never taken you know time off or time off together and one of our friends was getting married in hawaii and we took uh like a week off and we went to la too and that felt like a big moment where we went to all the the smoothie bars and juice bars in la because we wanted to see you know what other people were doing yeah that's great um but we literally like when i'd like build my own smoothies at some of these places it'd be like your smoothie is 27 dollars i'd be like Wow, if I didn't have a smoothie business, I'd be so broke because that's the true cost of my smoothies. <laughs> there you go. You should do like some, uh, we should do like an Instagram contest where it's like uh, win, win, a, win a Zach, a yeah. Zach kitchen sink smoothie or something where you just like make the, spoiler alert, it's not going to taste very yeah, good, yeah. but man, it will make you feel good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's all, I'm always lucky because he's like, "Do you want a smoothie?" I was like, "No, no, it's okay. Like, I can't because you've got like almond butter in there, something like I can't have, right?" Yeah. So like, it's okay. You just have it. See, my- yeah, no nuts. I'm a no nut vegan, man. It's like not free vegan. It's a, it's a, Are you allergic to all nuts? It's a long story. I mean, yes, but I don't know. Like, I'm, I've been you tested for everything, and not, not like anaphylactic. Like, uh, <laughs> you've just never had nuts. Really. Uh, yeah. Well, I've had it. I've had it. Like as a kid, I ate them all, and then I started getting like super sick. And then recently, a few times, I've had I've had them uh, accidentally without knowing. We, we, we poisoned and Dean once. You That's did, right? Yeah. Well, I think someone made him a smoothie with almond milk. But it was it was a no. It was it was not a bad. Might it was just a mistake. Yeah, they might have been trying to get rid of me. No, no, I was like, I was in a rush and I ordered a banana turmeric, which is like almond milk. And I, you know, who knows whether I said like sub off because the, the Steveson crew, they know, they, they, know. they just like, they just, I don't even have to worry, right? They know. And I was down at West Fifth, I was coming back from a meeting and I like had to get back to Steveson for our run crew. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I haven't eaten yet today. I was like, I'm starving i was like oh west fifth boom like pulled off jumped in banana turmeric and was chatting with uh chatting with the guy making the smoothie and i was like oh yeah i couldn't remember if i said like almond milk or not but he either way he had to run to the back to get an ingredient and then zach and i were chatting because you were there and then he was just like hustling to make the smoothie as fast as he could he's like here you go and i i remember i just like slammed it because i was so hungry (laughs) and i was like did i taste different like almond milk has like a maybe more bitter taste than coconut milk and so anyway, like downed it. It was good. Got home, did run club, like got home from our run. And I was just like, 
oh man, I'm like, I don't feel good. Like something is off with me and I didn't know what it was. And then anyway, it was so good. It so killed you. Well, yeah, but I still, to this day, I still don't, I still can't say for certain if that's what it was or if I was just like sick. But the way that I felt felt exactly the same way as the last time I had like eaten almonds and like in a, in a, in a large amount. But it was good. I'm still, I'm still a diehard customer. You can't kill me. Sorry. So no, no, it's all good. It never happens. Like we're, we're always. This you only know, happened once in the as, history of the judiciary. Yeah, as people are listening, to this, they're like, "What?" Like we we definitely take allergies seriously. And uh, like I say, it was probably me. I'm pretty I'm pretty laissez faire when it comes to like double checking. And as I said, I may have just ordered it straight up banana turmeric, and they would never know because it comes with almond milk, right? But if someone comes in with an allergy, we like will wash the blender and everything. So if you're listening to this, you're like, "Oh my god!" It's like, "No, no, no, we'll take care of you." It's just like when you're kind of on the inside stream and you don't pay attention, like me, you might you might get what you actually order and then drink it and be like, "Oh God, I shouldn't have that." But um, uh, that's a whole other story. So funny. Yeah, but there's so many there's so many cool products. So that's awesome that we can add. Starting starting soon, I guess we're gonna add these. Yeah, Carly. These shout out to Carly. She just ordered it today. Amazing. because so, that's a huge sense. thing. Like uh, the the functional mushroom. Like it's a it's a conversation that's happening. You know, even even with like psychedelics, that's a whole nother conversation. Yes. But people finding tapping into like using these types of mushrooms in in micro doses to like alleviate a huge amounts of anxiety. I mean, we're seeing it with like. CBD and CBD oils, is that something that you guys would add in or is that too much regulation? We're we're not allowed at this point, but uh, I don't think we'd ever do THC, but if CBD did become legal to have as an add-on, I think we'd definitely explore that. Yeah, Yeah, because it's pretty cool. Was the the Emma Andrews episode, like she goes, she does a deep dive on it with with the pod here. She was on a few few episodes ago. Amazing uh, resource in terms of like understanding all things cannabis but yeah the the cbd is is being used and regarded as like a, a wellness product yes. whereas thc is still more like yeah. has some other stigmas and and really has some other um side effects side effects yeah, yeah. or or use for purposes for people yeah. to use it so yeah cool so there's there's those innovations what uh looking ahead we've been looking back looking ahead what's what do you see is like next for the juice truck or what's the goal or the vision or is it kind of just like what's next Ryan? Yeah. Mm. Every day I just send Ryan ideas and then he decides what's next. I mean like more, <laughs> I think we'll like obviously bring more retail, like more grocery items and stuff. Like yeah. more of like a one-stop shop. Um, we'll probably explore, explore like another location in the suburbs, I think inevitably. Cool. Um, just like more access for people who like want juice and smoothies. Yeah. Um, if there's anything else made. Well, right? my, my, my buddy was just here. His mom moved into this building oh, yeah. and he used to live right, right here in Steeston was a juice truck regular. And uh, he's moving up to Squamish, and okay. he's like, yeah, yeah. "You guys got to open a oh, location." We almost did. I know. He's like, "You would kill it." Yeah. Tell me. We I know there's that a flight center location. Yeah, we we were. Oh, yeah, we yeah, were, yeah. Uh, keen to oh, go fun. for Squamish, like I don't know, three or three four years ago. Yeah, which is really expensive. Yeah, we were looking at Squamish and Surrey a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. I think Surrey. Sur- Surrey, we still want to do Surrey next. That's kind of like yeah, South Surrey, Central Surrey. Well, Squamish is a long way for like Owen to drive, right? Yeah, now. <laughs> hey, Ryan, you want to drive? Ryan's you want to put drive. up fires in Squamish? I'm to go to Abbotsford twice a week. <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's cool. There's always people coming in or dropping yeah. notes or saying like, you know, Ladner, Surrey, yeah, Squamish, yeah. whatever. You, like, there's so many people. There is definitely demand. So if you're listening to this. Uh, just, just tell us where you live. Tell us, tell us where. Yeah, <laughs> I guess maybe where, we could be like a little fun, fun community. Whichever community rallies the most, yeah, well, DMs yeah. and the Juice Truck <laughs> yeah. account gets a location. <laughs> so 
funny. user user engagement. <laughs> yeah, that'd be funny. What else is happening? We're working. We're building a new website to like have a better um, shopping and grocery plant based grocery experience. Um, we're gonna be working to like innovate more products uh, under the Juice Truck brand. Um, Juicy Joggers hopefully will launch. Yeah. In the fall. Uh, and then we want to do community events on like a small scale. We want to make it more intimate. Um, have instead of trying to have, you know, ten to fifteen thousand people like we did at you know food truck fest, or yeah. we did a veg fest once that got like probably fifteen thousand yeah, people. Was that was yeah. wild. But we want to try to recreate some of the same ideas, but in very small scale, uh, intimate settings. Yep. Um. Yes. That's it. Maybe we'll bring bike club back. Maybe next spring. Yeah. Hopefully. An adventure club. And I want to bring movie night club back. Oh, the movie nights were oh, fun. Yeah. Mindful yeah. movie night was Mindful really fun. Are great. Yeah, that's so cool. Well, it's great because you have you have a number of spaces. Like you, you guys even did like some open mic live music things a while ago back, like at yeah. Main Street. I think. Yeah, Remember that? Yeah, those were successful. Too. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah the open, open mic nights. Those were too. fun. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, mindful movie nights were great. Hopefully, we were able to. I love the discussions back. after. Those were always my favorite. Did part. we do a really big one? In the movie theater, we did the yeah, yeah. we scored we the screeners for it. Yeah, we did the Canadian premiere for what, what the health was yeah with Aaron Ireland with, yeah. and um, Native Shoes. Yeah, that's right. That was a good. That was, that a was cool. Event. Yeah, that, that was, was a cool fun. event. We like had a big theater and stuff. And it was yeah, sold out. yeah, that was a great. Yeah, I forgot about that. One. Yeah, that's that, so cool. That was a good one. So you you remember what's happening? Well, I'm slow. It's slow. all coming back. <laughs> <laughs> <Got> <laughs> <it>. <laughs> so Ryan needs linesman because that is good. <laughs> that's I need to unlock for, this. Like, so if you're a linesman company, check out the real Ryan Yeah. <laughs> give him a sample. He needs a lion's mane sponsor. Just a little yeah. tincture. It can go right into the almost peppermint yeah, patty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh man. Okay. I. I mean, we could we could land the plane there. It feels like unless there's more that you want to you want to go on. Yeah. Um, Any fun things? You're okay. I got a few random questions for Ryan. I love I like it. To, I like to put Ryan on the spot. Uh, I was gonna say unless you have rapid fire for I Ryan. I got rapid fire for Ryan. We'll oh. put we'll put Ryan on the hot seat. Let's go. Because we were always talking, Dean. <laughs> okay it's been a decade yeah you're like the biggest tv show movie connoisseur that i know oh man off the top of your head best couple of tv shows of the last decade tv shows oh god um whatever comes to mind first don't think too hard okay i mean i just uh... I'm trying to, it has to have started in 2010 on, or no, just that, that you watch that you anything you watched in the last decade. I may have rewatched Band of Brothers probably twice in the last decade, Ooh. so that would probably I finally like watched one. it. Yeah, I think that's like the most mor- mor- miraculous TV show. Did you so watch actually, the the spinoff, The Pacific? One? Yeah, wasn't as good. Not it was good, but it wasn't as good. Yeah, so I'd say maybe Band of Brothers. Um, I rewatched The Wire once in the last decade, which was as good as was I had watched it in university. Um, Oh man, that's a hard one. Obviously, Games of Thrones until the last season. Oh, I know it's such yeah a until the last season. I never got into it. Yeah, I watched like the first episode, and by the end of it, I was like, yeah. I I don't know if this is season funny. one of The Walking Dead. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you were very into The Walking yeah, Dead. Yeah, but it, kind of now it's terrible. But like season one of The Walking Dead was really good. Yeah. Um. Oh man. <sighs> what about movies? What are the some of the decade? best movies of the last decade? Maybe Boyhood was probably oh, that was like funny. up there. I'd yeah. say that was probably one of the best like cinematic experiences. Yeah. So probably Boyhood. Um, and what else did I love? Oh shit! 
You talked oh, about obviously, that. like Infinity Wars and Endgame as a package was like yeah, an you, incredible, right, so, right, an amazing cinematic experience. <laughs> yeah, Endgame in particular, I'd say, was just like. The, and you watched all of the Marvel in like order. ten times, probably. Yeah. Okay. What about that anime that you always talk about the, with the uh, fireflies? Or oh, something? Grave of the Fireflies? Yeah, yeah, that's real. You cried. I cried. Yeah, that's going to be the saddest I'm an easy movie. Care. Really? Yeah. Dancer in the Dark and Grave of the Fireflies were like the two movies that like brought me to tears. Really? Yeah. Both and they're, really they're, they're anime? No, no. Okay, okay. Dark, so it's Bjork. Um, oh, I see. But yeah, watch both of those, especially if you want to tear. Yeah. I love like the Brian. Like a, like there's like a Brian Oh, Johnson. Brian Jonestown Massacre documentary. Yeah, great documentary on like two different bands starting at the same time. Oh. One gets like signed and the other one stays stays independent. It's called Dig. I think it's called Dig, yeah. Cool. I think that's what it's called, yeah. That one was really good. They uh, used to play, um, okay, we'll get back to Rapid Fire, but they used to, when they first started production, they would play this like game. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. there was just uh, Ryan Fraser and Matt in production and I guess band at one point. Um, they'd be like Matt Damon movies and they'd like try to list every, they'd do like movie trivia like all day and they'd keep, there'd be like a whiteboard with all the scoring and everything. It's so <laughs> yeah. funny. That's awesome. I feel like I'd be very bad at that. I, was, I always lost. Yeah. If anyone had, I always references. I didn't watch this in the last 10 years, but if you ever have seven hours, just watch, there's an Italian film called Best of Youth. Okay. Which kind of like takes place probably over like an era, I think of like thirty or forty years. Yeah, um, takes place like probably in like the fifties until like the eighties in Italy. I'd highly recommend it if you could commit to seven hours. Seven hours. Seven hours. It's called wow. Best of You. Wow. So just commit. Okay. I committed once and it was amazing. Do your favorite book of the last decade? Oh man. Um, uh, what's the name? <laughs> the one's man. No, no, no. <laughs> what about the the one that takes place during World War Two with the cake? In like St. Petersburg, oh, um, City of Thieves, City of Thieves, yeah, that one was great. The guy Ben, what the guy who did Game of Thrones, Dave Benioff, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that was, was a great book. book. I think I used to read so much, but I haven't read as much. You crushed books. I used to crush books. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've read as much as I used to. Um, yeah. Okay, what's on? I know we the juice truck was born through our travels. Next place. Once we're able to travel again and oh. have you know the time. Where, where are you going? You can name a few places. If you well, want. we're just like kind of planning where I'm going to do my bachelor party eventually. Yeah, we're like, no, do we go yeah. to Nepal? <laughs> yeah, maybe Nepal. Do we go to Everest yeah. for Ryan's bachelor party? Yes. <laughs> can we? To go back. Will I everybody go? go? Back. I'd probably go back to Nepal if I could. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, Amazing. actually, my dream was to have my bachelor party in Nepal and like my like partner to have her bachelorette party in Nepal because I think there's like two avenues. There's like so yeah. much to do there. Yeah. So that would be like my like dream maybe to come again. Oh, that made me think. One of our business goals that we've never done, and I don't know if we will, but who knows, when we had the food truck was to create a, a travel show with the food truck where we drove it around and made juice with whatever local ingredients there were. Yeah. So we like would drive it down to South America. Yeah, yeah. And just like juice local ingredients and then like there'd be like a community like a, a adventure kind of spin off. Uh like we'd get to know the ingredients, but we'd also like you know, go hiking or go exploring. Yeah, like go find them in the wild. Yeah. Right? Go find them in the yeah. wild. That's cool. That was like our our dream. We'd always be pitching it when people would come to the truck. We also kind of planned our trip to Nepal with people. Remember yeah. we like put together a whole like program? Oh yeah, we we actually had mm-hmm. a trip with, with Intrepid yeah. planned to take uh, a group to Nepal. That was always one of our dreams it was to like to, take lead, to, to kind of curate a a trip uh, with people to Nepal uh, and we had it all lined yeah, up but then uh, Meg's got pregnant yeah <laughs> but that's probably way to go I know <laughs> that would still be a My goal fault. I think I think that'd be like a tangible goal worth trying to okay. achieve that Let's sounds amazing it. I, it's it. a bucket list I've never been oh, it's and okay. it's like first invite right here yeah first invite. I'm in sign me up oh 
I'm on put my name on the form or whatever. Okay, any more rapid fire for Ryan? Dean's coming to Nepal. We got that. That's, That's it. Good. I'm in. It's all I it's all I care about. <laughs> Let's see. Have some sea um, buckthorn. What's your okay, you had one place that you went for I'm thinking that you'd always go for dinner at. I don't know if you go there anymore. But Are you take what? girls on first dates? <laughs> <laughs> What's that place called again? Uh, the one you... down at the bottom of fourth. Oh, I'm not even thinking of that place. I used to take all girls on first dates there. <laughs> the place that don't give like, your secrets away. What was it called again? What kind of food? What kind of food? Um, like Buddhist. Man, what's it called? Oh, I <laughs> like uh, uh, Dharma Kitchen. Dharma Kitchen. Dharma they kitchen. got like the best, best soup in the world. Yeah, it's so good. That was my. It's really cool. Great date spot. Yeah, okay. underestimated. Underestimated. Yeah. yeah, great date spot. Um, okay, what do you think is the restaurant you have visited the most in the last decade? I can think of one that I think. In the last decade? Like, besides Noodle Box? <laughs> I haven't gone there in a couple of years. Our whole, our <laughs> like, whole Foods uh, hot bar. Yeah, 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 Whole Foods hot bar was like... We would hit that every night for dinner at like 9.30 p.m. Every night. Yeah. Okay. What restaurant? You used to go to this one all the time. It's close to Tight Club. Oh, the Union? Yeah. Yeah, I used to go to the Union all the time. Cauliflower wings were like my go-to. Ooh. I also lived right across the street. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Union's cauliflower wings. They're the best in the city. There yeah. you go. I haven't had them. Oh, they're good. Okay. That'd be good. Go. Cauliflower wing is a good, good thing to eat. All right. All right. I think, that's, right on. I think that's all I got for rapid fire. Yeah. Well, I mean, cheers to you guys. Thank you. 10 years and okay. counting. Looking forward to like all, all, yeah, all that's ahead, really. Because in some ways, uh, from from like my seat looking at it, um, it seems like ten years. Like and you guys even said, it went by so fast, and you've oh, yeah. accomplished so much. Really, when you look at it, it's a quite incredible. Um, but it feels like it's in some ways just the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. And like Zach and I always have this joke, like, "Oh, we're just we're still just getting started," and I think that that you probably started saying that, and I I just like riffed on it, but. Um, I think that comes from like this partnership that you guys have is there's there's so much curiosity and interest and whether it's crushing crazy exotic fruits and trying them for the first time and wondering, you know, what can we make with this or what can we do with this or simply just um, being open to the ways that uh, different opportunities present themselves, partnerships within the community and both likely and unlikely partnerships, the way you guys pursue those and and make good on them and are constantly trying to not only grow your brand and your business, but just like help people to feel good, to eat well, and to to make a difference uh, in, in their community by by showing up to events and participating in, in all the stuff that you guys put on. And uh, so yeah, congratulations to you guys. Uh, I love the juice truck. Thank you. I love being part of the the crew. I love everything that I can eat there. <laughs> some of the some of the nut stuff I've heard is really good. <laughs> I've tried one, maybe it was very good, but um, no, I just uh, it's 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 been so cool, so really cool to be able to celebrate and honor you guys by uh, having a little pod and conversation, looking back and looking ahead. So, cheers to the next ten years and beyond, my friends. Thank you, thank you, thanks, Dean. Yeah, peace. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.